I believe that's what has really helped us. Communication has taught me, you know, because sometimes you just think of someone, you just call them and they'll be like, oh, thank you so much for calling. It does something to a person. It reassures somebody that, oh, I really have someone who thinks about me. Not just thinks about me, but acts on that thinking and calls. So you don't have to just be calling, but call to check on the person, just see how their day was, or just gist, you know, talk about some, you know, what is going on, you know, how the weather was and stuff like that. I think communication is very, very important. I see the walls before me, I feel the cages forming. Seems like the world is falling, but I keep my head up. Hello and welcome to the Barrier Breakers Corner, where we shift mindsets around various topics such as family, finance, relationships, dreams and visions, and most importantly, opportunities and how to walk into them. We want to annihilate the assumption that we cannot break barriers. Let me tell you this today. There is more on the other side of you breaking that barrier that you would never know unless you do. Welcome to the Barabekas Corner, where we step out on faith and defy the odds. I am your host, Joyce Dunkor. Today, I have my sisters on here. And like I said in season one, that I want us to be here every season talking about different stuff. So here we are. My sisters, Yolande, Amy, Gloria, Anna, and Hannah Dunkor. And we are going to talk about keeping the bond. Since season two is all about relationships, I just want us to talk about how we've been able to keep the bond because like like I said, it's in one that we've all not been in the same room together for the past 17 years. The last time we all saw each other together was in 2004. And I mean, even though we've all seen each other individually, like I've seen them last in 2016. I saw my sister that's in Texas last year. Gloria and Amy and Hannah have seen each other recently, like within a couple of months apart. So, but all of us together is just, ugh, I don't know how we've been able to keep this bond and keep the relationship going. So we just want to talk about that today. So ladies, sisters, how have we been able to keep this bond? That's not been easy. I just want to say thank God for technology. I think that's what I would say. Technology? Yeah, I want to say I just thank God for this bond. Even the distance is also more because even if we I think there will be lots of uh, fighting. Communication is important, so communication has really kept our bond. Yeah, Hannah. Wow, <laughs> Hannah is speaking. Communication has kept the bond. Wow, like I'm so surprised. Like I'm shocked. You have really grown, Hannah. I don't know you going to Ghana for a year and a half. Maybe that's. <laughs> <laughs> 
she said communication. She matured and she put on extra pounds. Matthew, you want to say something? Basically, I think it's the same thing, but I'll say God has actually kept us together. And because there was a time like where we didn't communicate at all as frequently as we do now, it was like we communicate with a particular person between the sisters. You know, it wasn't easy individually but like you said communication has kept us together and even though we grew up together we didn't mature together so that would have been a major challenge but we're still together we're really close yeah Yeah. as well some people don't even have this you know they are separated from their family and like amy was separated from us from like very young age i think i was in seventh or eighth grade when amy left which is like 2001 or so that amy or 2000 that amy went to ghana and she's been away from us like for a very very long long time but then for us to even come this far and be able to have that bond and Maku you were saying earlier that I felt like it was just me disciplining you guys I don't know about disagreements it was just me just being the big sister and just take the Ghana mm-hmm. Y'all don't do this. Mm-hmm. I don't know oh, is that what cool. you meant by the disagreements or was there something that you felt like was there were there disagreements I don't know Tell me. For me, I guess it was just you being the big sister. Like, as we, like, Sunday school teachers, so we try to discipline children. And it's just be us being big and, like, let them be disciplined. So I think you're just being the big sister. That's what I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> she was overdoing. Overdoing? Overdoing what? Hannah, don't even let me start. You cook and leave plenty pots for us to wash. They all leave them for She'll call you 12 o'clock and you come and wash it if you sleep off. <laughs> uh, there are rules and regulations that have been set in place that every week or every day somebody's washing something. So why would you make me cook and wash my own plate? Then you go and sit down and eat. Say, what's happened? <laughs> Where's the love, sister? Where's the love? Not that you're making us wash, but... You're making plenty. Just say I didn't like to wash. Just exactly. Say. <laughs> We've already discussed the one. Just say I don't like to wash. <laughs> I think that when we were younger, we always wore the same dress. We went everywhere together. We were always connected, especially right to the dress code and everything, the same kind of hairstyle. So we already had a unity, a bond ever since we were younger. So we wanted to keep that unity going. And it felt abnormal and unreal that all of us were separated. So that's why we were always involved in everybody's, you know, checking on when Amy was away from time to time, we hear from her or she'll come back to Gambia. You know, relationship is about involvement you know it's not just okay that you you want to be involved in that person's life because you love that person so i think that bond it was not broken but it was just now far away i think that mama and daddy said that foundation for us i think that is what they did by not just uh praying in the morning together but you know like the dresses mama was so for us and making us sing when they had like a little competition at church and that's where we had the name amazing sisters because mama formed the name she's like amazing sisters and went sing because she you know trying to get us involved in everything at church i think that was it and i guess also because I don't know whether that may be a reason why we have this bond, but I guess because there were more children to the pastor's kids. <laughs> I mean, the pastor, the pastor had more kids. So for Sunday school, we we'll have to be doing everything, you know. So mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe that was one of the reasons why. We, so we'll come back when we are practicing our songs, practicing our memory verses together and all of those. Things. I guess that was I guess that's the foundation they gave us, which was very important for parents to give kids the foundation. And we were involved. Yeah. We were involved, like, even with chores, 
everybody, two-two in a room. Everything, mama made, like, when somebody's working, everybody was there. It's not like somebody's sitting somewhere watching TV. It's like, that's the bond that was created. And I think that's what we grew up with. And I think that's yeah. why it hurt us. Yeah, go ahead, Amy. I don't know if it's going to be more of an interest, like, together. Yeah. We have one interest that is memorable. Like, when we are watching America, we are all interested in that. Yeah. Yeah. That is very true. Our interests were similar. And I was going to also say that we are so involved in each other's businesses. <laughs> We are like, what's going on with her? What's going on with this person? Like, what are you doing? Why is your hair like this? <laughs> as little as that. Why is your hair like this? Well, how did, why did you go out like this? Like, why are you looking like the Statue of Liberty? <laughs> <laughs> like, we are so involved. Just so we are all okay. And it's not even just that, but schooling. And I know even when it comes to relationships, I mean, I'll just receive one message that I'm like, okay, what's going on? We'll be quite having like a list of questions. And it's so good that we have that. And thank God for the foundation that we had. I was also going to say that because we had this bond when we we're young, I feel personally, I don't know about you guys, but personally, it kind of hurt me that Amy was far away from us. Like it really burdened me a lot. I don't think I would ever make my child go away from me ever, like to go and stay with somebody else. And and no disrespect to our family. Yeah. You know, your parents teach you only what they know. So maybe that's what they could do at that point in time. But it's kind of burdened me that Amy was far away from us, which shouldn't have been. But, you know, I don't know what you guys have to say about that. It kind of burdened me too. But when we go to Ghana, we can actually go to somebody in Ghana, you know. That's the advantage. And she that's also what she's is... thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> It's not that, but she's also like a representation of the family. Because when I went to Ghana, I know Hannah, they said that to Hannah as well. They were like, when are you guys coming back? I'm like, coming back to where? <laughs> so Amy is that person that, and she knows all the cousins, especially from our mom's side. And like, well, if we go to Ghana, obviously we're going to see somebody. But yeah, if Amy what? wasn't there, it's God. like, we're going to see aunties and uncles. Like, we don't know you. But Amy being there, it's very easy. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it was like, let's choose to look at it at the good part of it, I guess. Yeah, let's look at the good part of it, yeah. That kind of makes sense. Yes, yes, Anna. I feel that a man plants his ways, but God orders his steps. So maybe it's man's plan to say, okay, let Amy go to Ghana. But God has ordered her step and God has ordained True. her to be where she's supposed to. I feel that's it. So maybe we think that, ah, it was bad. It was this, it was that. But we should see it as God's doing. All things work together for good to those that love God. So I believe yeah. it's for good, yeah. Yeah, that's deep Good stuff time. right there. I want to say something. Mm-hmm. Point. When I came, I've been eager to come back to, I really want to come back crying. When I cry, I might just try and call my mom just to like talk to me. But when daddy came, he asked me if I wanted to go and if I want to go back to Canada. I was like, what is my purpose? It's like, I wasn't knowing even the word purpose, but I really know. I was like, do I have something to do here? And I was saying, no. When they asked me, I said, no. He asked me several, and I said, no. I came to in 2010 and asked the same question. And I said, no, you know, because I also wanted to come back. But mm-hmm. I felt like there's something I need to do here. Yeah. And maybe I'm not mm-hmm. even like, uh, what am I going to do there? Yeah. So I said, let me stay a little more longer to see what God has for me. That's yeah. why it gets me stay. Because I felt like there's something I need to accomplish, but I don't know what it is mm. that God wants to use me. That's why I really, well, I've come a long time ago, even when I completed SA classes. Mm. Because my parents keep asking me to ask me that question to see if I want to come back. 
and I keep refusing. I'm really grateful that Amy is able to say that now because, you know, it kind of confirms what Anna was saying earlier, that, you know, a man plants his football directs their path, which mm-hmm. kind of gives me peace in the heart because then I know purpose. Yes, purpose is one of the reasons why she's still there. Even though I'm saying, oh, I'll never let my child go or anything. I don't know what God has planned for me in the future, you know. So that so much gives me peace of mind right now, you saying that. Yeah, I know we were saying earlier, we haven't been able to talk about deep stuff. I think which is so true. Even though we have this bond, there are certain things that we probably haven't discussed. I mean, there are some general things that we all will go out and talk about like, no, yes, and everything. But I feel like certain things such as your boyfriend or your girlfriend or whatever. Anyone that has dated any here has would always come to me and tell me, oh, this person is interested in me. I don't know. So somebody like you have nothing that <laughs> you guys don't even know when I've dated somebody or how many people I've dated. Exactly. <laughs> I guess that's because we were not all together, especially the older ones were yeah. not there at that point. And sometimes you did what are you gonna share to the younger one? Like you feel like no. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But that's one of the disadvantage of us not being together. My parents are strict. And right now, they are not strict right now. The things you guys... I know. The things you guys, know. You guys got away with. Like, oh yeah, and I would yeah. never have been able to like... It's, no, 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 no. The things... You cannot even go for birthday parties. Like, seriously. <laughs> come home at 2 a.m. I could not even come home at 8 p.m. <laughs> there's no need to even go. There's, there's, there's no point. Like, like Somebody's birthday go. party will start at 8 p.m. And then there's like, I you know. can't go because that's the time you're supposed to come back. <laughs> we are all grown up now. It's like, even if we say we are going here, they're like, mm, okay, mm, that's what magic does right now. Because right now, she they feel we have our own man. And if you are going, we're not coming to collect money from them. It's not fair. That's it should fair. still be strict. Yeah, <laughs> <Clear> mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it is when they grow and they become okay so it's really cry, even if you grow to become old we can't be as we were know, when we were little like, every stage has its behavior we portray so it's still not fair has reached that peak that they are, they are fed up and they feel that they live now. Yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah. Talking about relationships, I don't think I told you guys about my like previous other relationships except one, but I think that's the only time I talk, called you guys and talked to about it. But apart from that, I didn't think I've ever called you guys and say, oh, I'm dating this person or unless when there was a big issue that happened with one of them and then you guys got to know. But apart from that, I didn't think we talked about that and probably, again, that's one of the advantages of us not being growing up together and talking about these things but yeah I know a couple of you had come to me if you were dating somebody or you were about to see someone or you were interested in somebody you would come in to me and I'll have a series of questions that I would ask <laughs> but is anyone dating right now? Right now like we should do the discussion right now like for real it's yes. a moment of silence no. we don't even want to hear I'm dating God say wait here are you <laughs> dating God we are married to God yeah. hello I am the wife of Jesus Christ. The Bible says that the church is the bride of Christ. We are, I am the bride of Christ. How long will you be a bride? <laughs> we are forever the bride of Christ. Physically, you should be a bride of somebody. Are you Jesus a bride of somebody? 
that is forever. Jesus is the groom. We are the bride forever and ever as we are the church. Amen. I know. I know. All right. So anyone dating right now, we need to let the people know so that they can start DMing in the in, they need to slide in the uh, okay. No. You're no, like mm-hmm. Gloria. I don't even know talking now. Hmm. In Ghana, talk about it, please. Chale, chale, chale. I'm one step in, one step out. Not sure. I'm one step in, one step out. On a date, telling us that she was going for pizza in Ghana. She went out on a date. Hannah, she went out. You didn't know on the group page we talked about it. She was like, she's going out. She went, I think, after her corona test too, when she's not supposed to go out. Yeah, I'm going for my last pizza. I remember. Then she now decided to go out with somebody on a date. Pizza. Hmm. Instead of her to say, please, can you buy holy water for me so I can reduce weight? Why are you calling her out? Well, Amy did. I know, right? I just said, Anna, Anna, I'm not talking. <laughs> Amy knows something we don't. Yeah, Anna, basically. No, I'm not dating. You're not? Okay. I mean, the world is hearing. Anyone slides into your DM, just be ready. Anna, are you dating? No. No? Gloria, don't Yeah, go. no. I'm dating Jesus Christ. Can you stop? Can <laughs> <laughs> you not even? <laughs> okay. On a serious note, I'm not. Is any one of you eyeing anyone like you have a crush or something? No, crush. No. crush. How we crush? Yeah, you have crush. We don't. Yeah. When we crush on people, they fall down. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God, I've had celebrity crushes. Oh, I've had crushes. That's for crushes there. They're there. No, I know. I know. I used to. Have... Well, I've had only crushes on like Arabic dramas, Korean yeah. dramas. Or oh, people That's that it. you know it can oh, never God. happen. They are far away. Exactly. <laughs> Right. When you see that damn six pack and you're like, child, this guy is good. I think one of my first celebrity crushes was Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. In this movie, Speed. When I first watched Yeah. We've watched Speed together now. So, so many was, times. One million times. I know. He was my first celebrity crush. In fact, I used to dream of Speed Part 2. <laughs> Before Part 2 came out. <laughs> so guys, my sisters are not dating anyone. Slide into their DMs, Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp. You know, in one of the episodes, we talked about shooting your shot. Just try. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Damn, you move on. But just try. Don't see them like too, 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 too much. They are, like, these girls are great. They can cook. They can pray. <laughs> You know what I saw on Twitter? I saw this post. It said, you know how some people say they carry a lot of generational curses and things like that. And somebody said, please, if you have generational curses, please let them be broken before we come together with me. I'm not here to be breaking your generational curses for you. (laughs) But yeah, we move. So slide into their DMs. Amy, Gloria, Anna and Hannah. Yolande, Dongbang. We're all here. Right in the DMs. Whether you're in the US or the Gambia, Ghana, or South Africa, wherever you South are. Korea. Canada. Yeah, even yeah. Korea. And well, Canada. Cool. I'm looking for Korean husband for Oye because she's too much into the Korean series. Like, oh. So we don't want Chinese at all. Anything Asian. I don't mm-hmm. mind. Please don't. I want a Korean Christian. Don't be racist here, I beg. We want Chinese. We want Korean. We want Arabic. We want. So his eyes are already small. Well, because of that, you know what? Because of her eyes, you don't want Chinese and Korean because her eyes are already. Oh, his eyes are already small. Small. What are you trying to say? Right? Where the right. children come out of it? <laughs> Grateful for 
how far we've come. And I feel like it's just the foundation that we got from mama and daddy and us being able to keep this bond. It's because of the foundation that we had. So I think Hannah talked about a very major point, which is communication is key in the beginning. Then I think that is what has really, really kept us communication. Like we thank God for technology. But communication has really kept it. Because even when I was in London, at that time, there was nothing like WhatsApp and all of those things. Thank God there was Facebook. There wasn't even Facebook call. And not every one of you were even on Facebook at that time. But I'll spend my five pounds, chai. And to call Gambia is expensive. Five pounds, if I call Ghana, I could be on the phone for one hour. If I call Nigeria, I'll be on the phone for like more than two hours. It was like, but Gambia is like 15 minutes, five, 10 minutes, with your five pounds. And I was still calling just check up on you guys and see how you're doing. Sometimes it takes like months before we talk, but communication is key. Anyone else have anything to say about communication? Communication is very important. That's one thing I've learned in relationship, even with just my own friendship. Communication is very important. Communication is the action. You cannot say, I love you a hundred times and you don't communicate. I believe that's what has really helped us. Communication has taught me, you know, because sometimes you just think of someone and just call them and they'll be like, oh, thank you so much for calling. It does something to a person. It reassures somebody that, oh, I really have someone who thinks about me. Not just thinks about me, but acts on that thinking and calls. So you don't have to just be calling, but call to check on the person, just see how their day was, or just gist, you know, talk about some, you know, what is going on, you know, how the weather was and stuff like that. I think communication is very, very important. That's what has really helped us. And, you know, you pass me, I used to spend $5. And even that $5, the way this people, they dupe me with my $5. Eh? $5, I only spend how many minutes right. to call? Yeah. Especially calling Gambia was so expensive. It was so annoying. So like anytime I called, I was just like, it was worth it. Spending that money, $5, $10 was worth it. Just so I can hear my mom's voice. I can hear my sister's voice. Just them telling me a random day that maybe yeah. somebody chased them. Nobody chased them. I'm just saying like, you just hear. So I think communication makes you grow. It makes you know the meaning of life and how you can be a blessing to somebody's life, even if it's your own family, just talking to them and checking on them. When I was in Ghana, the communicating mama has been giving two letters. They were the ones that were lifting me up. Yeah. It was lifting my spirit because when I come down, I go back to all these letters I've been, all these letters you guys have been writing yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Down, I go for them and I read it. Yeah. Those communication alone were like lifting my spirit, keeping me going and active making focus on certain things I need to focus on. Yeah. I was so proud and happy when mama, like any letter she sends, I cry out because they were full of God's word and full yeah. of wisdom that speak into my life and I'm so happy and proud of it. Yeah. yeah, that is really amazing. Like mama is one that keeps encouraging us through the word and will call on us once in a while. Like Richard, and sometimes I'll just be like, oh my God, I need my mom. And then I'll call her. Long conversation, just random conversations about anything. And in fact, the first time you call her, you are blessed, you are highly favored. She'll just be pouring blessings. And my mom has been <laughs> ages. Like we said that in season one, she'll be pouring anointing oil on you in the middle of the night and she's praying over you. And I think what that's one of the things like prayer has also really, really kept us. So 
there are certain things that certain times that we we'll just call each other and be praying together or even even at home when I was back home with you guys in Gambia, we'll just set up one time and be like we are fasting today and we are praying and we'll be praying just for our home, our parents and for ourselves. So it's really important. And I think that has really helped, especially with Mama. I know she was always sad at the fact that everybody's far away. Sometimes she might have felt lonely, but I could just, you know, if I heard that maybe Mama was not feeling well. And I saw sometimes she was not feeling well, I think, because of missing us too mm-hmm. much. I think that pushes her into, a, you know, I'm just, but you call and then you can just notice from her voice that she has been uplifted. Even just spending that 30 minutes or one hour talking to her. And she'll say, thank you for calling me. I'm, I'm happy that I was able to hear your voice today. You know, that does something to somebody. Just her hearing us or me hearing her voice. Because being away has really taken a toll sometimes. That's really, and that's where the enemy feeds off on. The enemy feeds off on your loneliness. Sometimes when you're not with your family, you see other people with their families. The enemy feeds off on that. So we communicating with each other has helped us overcome some of all these little, little fears and some of all these little, little attacks from the enemy, I think. The enemy people are in this hand. We haven't seen Mama for 10 years now. And it's really, you know, sometimes when I think about it, I'm just like, I'm so teary about that, you know, just because of certain circumstances. But we are grateful to God that he's, he will make a way and everything will be fine by his grace. Hallelujah. Hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We haven't seen... I see you and I. Oh, yeah. And I, we haven't seen you for like 12 years. Yes. When was it? 2007, 2009? 2009. 2008. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Maybe we haven't seen each other for 12 years. 12, 13 years. Wow. But we are grateful to God. And I want to say this to anyone out there, like if you have kids, give them that foundation, you know, to be able to bond. And I don't think I even saw this thing from our parents, like liking one person better than the other. I don't think I saw that. Did you guys see any of that? Did you no. feel that from mama mm-hmm. and daddy that, oh, they like this one better than this person or show liberalism? No, I felt because I was disturbed. I felt that it made me mad my mother. has brought you to my room. <laughs> <laughs> And that's because of being away from us. Daddy wasn't at home. So I look at our friends and say, oh, we look alike. So that was what was convincing me that we are sisters. Yeah. Even I have felt like that. I have felt like that. When they punish me, I'll be like, are these people my parents for real? <laughs> Only when they punish you. <laughs> Only when they punish me. But yeah, it's been amazing. Like I was saying earlier that for any parents, just keep doing what you got to do for your kids and help them to just build the bond together, do everything. Our parents did everything for us together. When we went for shopping, we went shopping together. When my mom was sewing, she was sewing for us the same, like Ashobi, oh my God, the same thing. We'll go like the Von Shop family singers or the Von Shop <laughs> family children from Sounds of Music. <laughs> right? <laughs> The Donko family, Donko Kunda. But yeah, communication is key. Yeah, yeah I also say communication helps us to build, to establish, and to move forward, like to progress. Because mm-hmm. when we communicate, we are able to build ourselves, we are able to build each other up, we are able to establish our friendship or relationship foundation and all those things, and it's established, then we are able to progress as one body in unity. That's also important as communication, yeah. You know how Asa, Hannah has music school, Asa, she has an idea, she brings it to the page, to every one of us, we are on the group page and we talk about it and we are like, okay, do this or do that or remove this or add this. Oye wants to do her YouTube singing, she talks about it. There are different things that we'll talk about it on the page just to encourage each other, just to help each other. We are like, that's 
how we've been able to keep that bond. And so, yes, I think communication has been the real essence. This bond, you know, growing and going coming this far. So with this will lead us to our second segment of the podcast, and it's highlighting a barrier breaker. And our barrier breaker that we're going to highlight in this segment is Athenkosi Princess Solani. She was the barrier breaker of the month of October 2020. Um, she's from South Africa. She was living here, but in US, but she moved back a couple of months ago. And one of the things I loved about her was her faith in God. Like she really went astray. She's also a pastor's kid. And I mean, we are all pastor's kids here. And I think that's one of the reasons why I brought her here to highlight her in this segment. Like as a pastor's child, she went really wayward and she was in the streets. She was drinking and clubbing and doing all kinds of things, enjoying her youthful days. But even in the midst of that enjoyment, God was still speaking to her. She was saying that even when she would be so drunk, she would be preaching the word of God. Like how does God love us so much? Like the Bible says he leaves the 99 to go after the one. And I was sharing this in the Bible said this morning that when God leaves the 99, when Christ leaves the 99, it's not that the 99 are weak or anything, but they are strong. They are, they have faith in God. They are grounded. And so Christ is able to leave that 99 to go after the one that was not strong to bring them back into the fold. And so I believe that God left the 99 to really go after him, bring her back into the fold. But what her parents did at that time were, was really amazing. Like they like kind of understood, even though yes, they chastised her. Definitely you need to be chastised and disciplined to bring God in the right way. But they really still believe that God can change her story. And she said that one day when she was going to uni, she was going out of the city, like I think four or five hours away from family or something like that. And the father gave her a Bible and in the Bible, he wrote something, but she never opened it till she was saved. And that's when she opened and saw that word that was left. And she was like, my dad believed that one day I would come back to the fold. And that's why he was able to write that note and still believed in God and, this, and still loved me. And I think I would like to bring this here that even Gloria, she was not wayward, but oh my God, the Lord... <laughs> I will not allow her to live. Like this girl will, she loved the Lord so much. And there was this youth group that we were all part of. Well, I had left and she was still going, but my parents were like, you don't have to go, especially my dad. But Gloria was very, I don't know, what word would I use? She was disobedient. Like daddy would say, don't go. And this girl would go. And I am scared. Like my dad is telling me, don't go. Or my mom is saying, don't go. And I would not go. But this girl will rise up like an ego. Rise up like an ego. <laughs> oh my God. She would go until my dad almost threw her out of the house. Like, because it was just too much, you know. The parents, I don't know how. I there were times that I'll call her and like advise her and say, you know what, you, you gotta listen to what the parents I know where she was going was good and all of that, but I was like, these people are old man. I don't want them to come and die just because of you giving them heart attack <laughs> because you are being disobedient and being rebellious. But I guess they kind of understood later. She still she still goes. Like this girl will say she's going for a party. She's not going for patio. She's going for a prayer meeting. Prayer meeting. <laughs> and come back at 6 a.m. I cannot even come back home at 6 a.m. I could not even come back home at 6 a.m. This girl had the audacity. So, Maku, can you tell us, elaborate on how, how you were feeling in that moment? Because I didn't understand what was in your mind. Can you tell us something? 
Okay, so basically, I believed in something, and I think it was a point where we had to break away from, even though it was not the age, but it was a point that we had to break away from something. And thank God, for me, I personally felt like if I didn't do that, I would have been in a position where, you know, and the places I was going to, it's not personal conviction in my heart. That, um, and apart from that conviction, I had, I knew that was my assignment. So I knew something about relaxing rather in something like that. In some days, I wouldn't go. But most of the time, I would say 99.9% of the times, I always went. Not because um, I wanted to go or when I wanted to disobey my parents, but I, that is where I found my assignment. That is where my assignment is. And um, even though, like um, our parents would say, would say that we are in Gambia because of Glory Baptist, but when God was making me, I know He didn't just make me for Glory Baptist. Right. He made me for other purposes. You know? So I didn't think about it in the long. I was like, I was crazy. I was mad. I was stubborn. I thank God that I was stubborn. It was apart from I learned a lot, and like the Holy Spirit Himself also was teaching me, he was not telling me be disobedient. At a certain point, like the Holy Spirit was teaching me, I'm not saying that you should be, you should go now, you should disrespect your parents. You know, he started teaching me that to respect my parents, to honor my parents. He's calling me to this thing. So we get to a point where Jesus says that if you love your parents more than you love me, I had that like understanding that, okay, I know I have to obey my parents, but like, what I'm going to do is not, I'm not going clubbing. I'm not going partying. I'm not going to do anything, but I'm following and chasing my purpose. Why God called me on the earth, you know? So I'm not exalting, disrespecting parents or dishonoring parents, but the kind of mentality or understanding I had at that point was go or else, because I knew myself and situation at that time, if I had stopped for a certain period of time, I would not have ever like gone back there again. So the situation, the circumstance at at that time made me continue going and it was the time where I was beginning to find my purpose I was beginning to find myself you know and I found it in that place sitting at home doing nothing and like you just watch tv wash bowls and go back to your room where you are, get to a place where you are being built up mentally you know and I thank god I grew up mentally I grew up spiritually I grew up in so many ways just being stubborn so I think to myself, what if I was not stubborn and I was seated at home? Would I be where I am today? You know, mm-hmm. that's a question I always ask myself. So like I said, I'm not exalting, dishonoring or disrespecting parents. But when you know your purpose, like you damn the odds, no matter what, and go to where God has called you to go. You're absolutely right. When you find your purpose, because if you hadn't done that, you feel uncomfortable once you feel like you are in a cage. You will not be breaking barriers right now because that's a barrier breaking moment. And we're not saying disrespect your parents or anything, but she found purpose in what she was doing at that time. It's not like she was going wayward or anything. It's just that my parents didn't want her to go there. And she saw something that she needed that she was not getting, you know, and she wanted that. And I'm so proud of you right now because the things I used to do before with regards to your timing and everything, you got so busy doing so many things. And now when you tell me that you're resting, you're not going here, you're not going, I'm shocked because this is somebody that you will be telling stay at home, but she will not listen. But to hear that she even stayed, that even if we had a family party or something, this girl would be out. Who cares about family party? She's gone. But now, you know, she's there and all of that. 
I guess it's her, you know, the learning moment. Learning, yeah, in that time and also the Holy Spirit leading her at that moment, you know. I wish we had a better way to do it, but at that point, our parents still saw us as little children. And at that time, I think I was 19 or so, they saw us as little children and like, you must do what I say you should do. You know, at a certain age, you should like know what you want. And when you know what you want, you pursue it irrespective you know we're like people that have obeyed our parents from like scratch Whatever. even what i was even studying was not my choice like it's your choice so like something now you want to take it away from me it was not a husband <laughs> i was looking for or anything but when you know what you want when you understand what you want your mind is made up another point i don't even know what to say but like my mind was made up that this one is part of my life i had and at that point, it was not like I was even having a bond with anybody in the ministry or I was having best friends in the ministry, but I just knew I identified purpose. You know, it's like when you see, when you know, I don't know, it was like a something spiritual, like God enlightened my heart to know this is where you're supposed to be, this is where you're supposed to grow, this is where you're supposed to find. And I didn't fully understand that at that point, but like my heart was saying, this is where so it was like my heart was just kept drawing me to that place. So I think you should be here. Oh, I feel you should be here. Yeah. To make this make sense is I was part of that group as well. And I had a negative issue. I saw something differently from what she was seeing. We we're both in the same place. So same group, same ministry thing. It was not church. It was just a different ministry. And I had a negative experience and I was like, I can't be there. My parents found out. And that was one of the reasons why they were purchasing on the fact that she can't go there because this is what happened to your sister. So, but she was having a different experience from what I was having. And that has transformed her to be a better person right now. So that's one of the reasons that has made her be a better person today. So I just had to say that so that it makes sense. Not like they were stopping her because, you know, you don't have to go or anything. Because of what I had experienced there, they didn't want her to go through that. Or they felt like, oh, if she's went through that, then that's what it means there. But she was having a different experience and a different encounter in that place. So I think Lucy was the reason why we had this topic and follow on Instagram. She's part of a fellowship. It's called Fellowship Matthew 18:20, And that's the name of her group. We come together and have Bible studies twice a week and just talk about God and share the word of God. And yeah, follow her on Instagram. Anna, you wanted to say something? Yeah, I wanted to say like concerning Makum. It's not only, yes, she was eager. She had, like Jeremiah said in Jeremiah 20 verse 9, he said, if I say, I will not mention him or speak anymore in his name. There's in my heart as it were a burning fire shut up in my bones. It's like there's so much zeal. There's something that she's catching that she can't let it die. She wants that fire to keep burning. It's not like she was disrespecting, but the, you know, young youths, as we are growing, we get so much fire. That's why the Lord said, in the days of your youth, serve the Lord. Because he knows why he said that. Because in the days of your youth, there's so much strength. There's so much eagerness. You are able to do anything. Like, your zeal is for the Lord. Everything, you're all. By the time you get married, you have one child, two children. Like, it's not that it will, it will go down, but there are other responsibilities you have to take. Yeah. Off. So, yeah. it will not be as it was. So, 
It was like there's a zeal in her that she must keep burning, no matter what, she must keep burning. And that's not just for ministry, but also if you have an idea, something God has given you to start, a passion, go on with that passion. I'm not just talking to the sisters, but anyone that is hearing out there, go out. The violence, take it by force. You must work hard towards that passion. You must work hard to get what you want. Go the extra mile. Go the extra, and I'm not saying disrespect, but that fire you have in you, let it not die. Let it not be the fire keep burning. Let the fire keep burning. No matter what, if you are staying in Banjulindin and your church is in Joshua, because of the fire that is burning in you, you, you don't even know. You can't even walk from Banjulindin to Joshua. You never know about it. Or you, when you stand at your junction, you just get lifts favor all the way. And that is because of the zeal you have and you are making, the sacrifices you are making to work. And God makes a way for you. So yeah. that's what I'll say. Yeah, that is so hey. having a, like That's powerful, man. That was powerful. That, and that's you having... You were on fire. Right. <laughs> and this is... um um. <laughs> so even your relationship with God, we're talking about relationship here. You having that relationship with God and him putting that burning desire in you and you pushing forth to do whatever you have to do to be wherever you have to be. And God is constantly favoring you. Even if it's a personal relationship with somebody and you know that this is where God has called you to be. When the storms of life hit, you guys are able to work it out because you know that this is where God wants you to be in whatever relationship, whether it's friendship, uh, whether it's boyfriend and girlfriend or spousal. <laughs> however it's pronounced, relationship, you know, you see that you're going to be able to fight because there's that zeal in you. It's not going to be easy. There'll be ups and downs. Things will come against you, but you have to stand and be strong and fight so that you'll be able to break that barrier. And that's how my sister was able to do that. And we yeah. take it to the last segment. You must break the barrier. Even I and Hannah, the same thing. We're also into ministry, into one ministry. And there, at some point, our parents like stop us. So when we are going for classes, our classes on Saturday, we will not go for the classes, we will go for the fellowship. We will go for the fellowship. It's until when our exam got closer, we are going for the class. <laughs> Even though at some point they stopped us some all night, we'll have to sneak out, especially our dad. We'll have to sneak out. Maku can sneak Maku is pro, pro is sneaking out. Is sneaking out. <laughs> They will sneak out of the house. Even I would not know. I realized 2 a.m. Somebody's calling me. I'm like, who is this? I'm at the gate. Please open the gate for me. And my room was closer and, to the gate. And you know, our parents have a door in their room. So when our father is in the city room, then Maku will pass the room to enter her, the door. She'll call one of us. So we'll go open their door. Lord of through the confession. <laughs> that was how zealous. Confessions that was how zealous of the pastor's children. I'm telling you, yeah, I know, right? Sneaking, we could have been sneaking. We have done things, so I just remember sneak. Who? I don't even know what sneaking is. <laughs> sneaking knowledge. <Huh? laughs> Maku climbed the gate. Right. The day that day that I climbed, I passed through the window. <laughs> to go somewhere. It was even a school thing. Either I forgot to tell my parents or something. I passed. And you got stuck. Which stuck? I didn't get stuck. But I went for the event and they didn't couldn't find me because I came back home late. And then they were like, where did you go? I was like, a school, whatever. And they were like, you're never going for any school trip anymore. Like, sneak where? <laughs> there was only one door to enter. <laughs> Nothing like sneaking. So I was the good child. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You and Amy. 
I think the fun part of it is that you have your sister to call. You don't need to call your parents. Or wow. most sometimes it's <laughs> more our mom, advantage our mom of that we call. Children, right? At some point, she understood us. The advantages of having I know, right? <laughs> you just call wow. each other and you just cover yeah. up. All right, let's go to our third segment. So our third segment is a Let's Talk Tuesday, which I bring on here to discuss more. And the question is, on the first date, who should pay the bill and why? And during courtship, when should couples start paying, splitting the bill? On the first date, who should pay the bill? The bill will the pay The person will ask me to go for a date now. Now you go pay the bill. The person will ask you. True, that's true. Right. I'll go with that. So if you ask the guy on a date, you pay for Did I ask my... I don't ask guys ask on a... That will never happen. <laughs> never ask... But if you're already dating the person, you'd be like, let's go out like it. Anyway, we're talking about our first day, but as the time goes on and you guys are dating, you cannot ask him. Let's okay, that makes sense. But uh-huh. If we're in a relationship, okay, and I say, okay, let's go out on a date, I'm sponsoring, fine. But if it's a date, like first time date, we're meeting each other and blah, 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 and you're the one that asks me out, I don't know why I should be. If it's me, I'll even carry, I actually do it. I carry my money so that if... In case it's yes, not able to pay. <laughs> I just pay for my food. Right. I'll pay for my food in the place. Right. In case you order something that's in the market. Me, when I don't have money, I just drink water. water but on the first, <laughs> first date, though. Oh, okay. On the first date. <laughs> oh, the guy will have to pay, oh, please. Yeah, better. And during hardship, when should couples start splitting the bills? Should they even split bills? Or we should understand yourself. There are some people that really understand themselves. Mm. You know, you get close to the person, yeah. you understand yeah. yourself. Sometimes the guy will be like, No, how can my girl play for me? But sometimes the girl will be like, Let me just take some of the weight off. I will share the bill. Or you pay today, I'll pay next time. You know, understanding. You know, but some people, some girls, they can just assume that, okay, the girl is, you have to talk about it. I feel like, yes, don't just assume because some people, they like to assume. And then when the guy is like, I'm not paying for, and then they'll be ordering expensive stuff. Page five. I want want all of page five. (laughs) Page five to (laughs) hundred. Like you can't cook in your house or (laughs) are you feeding your family? (laughs) Why didn't they come for the dinner or the lunch or the breakfast? Hmm. I think Oye has said it all that there has to be understanding when when it comes to that split, you know, knowing each other is very important and understanding each other comes along with it. So when you know that this person, you guys know that you are there together, you, there's purpose in it, you know that you're meant to be, that understanding has to be there. I mean, some people go, even go out with the guy and even hold money, like Marco said. And when the guy is not able to pay, sometimes some people will even walk into the restaurant and say, hey, hold my card, use it. Especially if you know the guy doesn't have that much money, you like, hold my card. You know, not that the guy is going to take advantage of you or anything. You know, there's that understanding. He takes the card and so that, you know, when you go out there, you're representing, showing that you are the man as well, not to take advantage of the woman all the time. That understanding has to be there. Yeah, use my card. Or sometimes they'll even pass money to you before even they enter the place and say, hold this money just in case so that you pay the bill and all of that. And it's that's really nice. That understanding is very important. And I think it brings us back to the point that we're saying. Communication. Uh, you took the word out of my mouth. <laughs> right. Communication is very, very key in everything, in every relationship. Communication. When you start hiding things from each other, there'll be problems. You start facing a lot of problems. So communication is key. And that brings us to the end of this podcast.
Thank you, sisters. This is an amazing time with you. I love you, love you, love you so much. I miss you. I can't wait to see you guys. And whoever is listening and you want to plan a trip for us, you know, since we've not been together in the same seven years, please do. We are here. Just slide into our DMs. Call us, email us at joyce.barriabreaker at gmail.com. Send us a message on social media. And we are ready for you to plan our trip for us. <laughs> wow. But it's after we communicate. Surprise. So we are looking forward to that. But yeah, thank you, sisters. I appreciate this. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. We appreciate it. We love you. you. Thank you for listening to the Barrier Breakers Corner podcast. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star review and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, share with those you think can benefit from this information. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to the Podcast at gmail.com. The Barrier Breakers Corner Podcast is produced by the Podcast Laundry Production Company and executive produced by Joyce Donkor. The podcast music was written by Chidi Omenihu and produced by Andy Official in Vagandia, West Africa.